All right. Well, um, so I was, so I've been working a lot, obviously working for FedEx and things like that. And um, of course, with the candle of joy and things like that, the, the immediate idea is to do joy to the world. Well, when I try to sing that in alone, I sound like a stepped on frog. It's not okay. <laughs> but uh, so I did some, I did some digging and I found another version of it. So I hope, uh, I hope this works out. It works a little bit better for a, for a solo musician. So let's see how it goes. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to look at 
Mary and, and how she experiences that joy and um, just the gifts that she shares with us. And I'm reading from the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter one here, in verses uh, 28 and 29. And this is when the uh, angel Gabriel comes to to visit Mary and tell her the, the news here. And so the angel came to her and said, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But Mary was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. So he gives her this news and she immediately, she's confused. Maybe there's a little fear and she, and she ponders. And then if we move forward just a little bit in the story, in Luke chapter two here, the angels have, uh, they appear to the uh, shepherds and tell them, I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. And so when the angels, starting with verse 15 here, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had told them. They're all amazed. But Mary has a different response to the news. It says, but Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. And this is uh, the word of God for each and every one of us here today. Amen. So uh, a big part of our story, there's lots going on in the, the Christmas story with angels and messages and shepherds and moving to the, to the end or the, the stable there in Bethlehem. And Mary just kind of slows down and she ponders what she hears and what she is uh, experiencing. And so as we take a little time just to, to reflect on this and pray on this passage, um, how often do you ponder, you know, just taking some time, to, some time just to be still and to think about things? So do you take time to ponder and, and when do you ponder? Let's just take a few moments to pray and, and to reflect on that. Let us pray. Well, um, does anyone, uh, when do you, uh, do you ever take time to ponder or if you don't, why not? And, um, and when do you ponder if you do? Does anyone have a, any thoughts on that pondering? <laughs> we find her two or three times in, in scripture where she's pondering and, and just letting things go, emptying her mind and, and just letting space for that, that spirit to move in and to guide her and direct her and, and to give her strength. And, and Mary is also uh, someone I, can, I think we could say is full of joy, full of hope and peace and joy and love. And so she says yes to this in invitation from the angel Gabriel, but it takes her some time to get to that yes. And think of how long it takes us, um, especially if we're in a, a, a transitional period of life where we're moving from one place to the next, whether it's physically or spiritually. And quite often it, it can be like, like when we leave high school, when we leave college, uh, but also um, the, the greatest two transitions are, are birth and death. And those are our times when we really ponder, you know, what is going on, what is life all about, and, and where is, is God? 
And uh, Mary, after she spends that time pondering, she just says, here I am, let it be with me according to your word. And she has this complete trust and she surrenders to the will of God. And you might say she, she doesn't push against the river. She's not fighting it. She's going with the, the flow and she's going to be an agent or a vessel of that divine energy. She's going to, to let it be. But she struggles for quite some time to get to this yes. And when we read the story, we can read it in just a minute or two, but it says she pondered. So I think there might be quite a bit of time that lapses from when the angel asked her, you know, you're going to have this son and he's going to be the Messiah. And she ponders. And so there might be quite a bit of time where she's just praying or meditating and emptying her mind and gathering her thoughts about her. And she has her fears, her worries, her questions. There's a great deal of uncertainty, a great deal of unknown. And it frightens her very much as it would us. And maybe it's a good sign when we're anxious, uh, when we're feeling apprehensive, when we have that anxiety, that very much like Mary, that we just stop and we slow down and we ponder. And the world will be okay. The world can continue on if we just stop and just enter into that silence and seek direction from God. And the angel Gabriel appears to her and says, Greetings, Mary. God has found favor with you. And Mary has to wonder, what is, what is this about? She is perplexed by the angel's words. And how can this be? And so rather than saying anything, she just ponders. She ponders. She stops. And she's still. And she listens. To ponder is to think about something very carefully before we make a decision. Uh, to ponder means to try to think something through in all of its depth and implications, to look at all the different angles and all the different perspectives. And in the Hebrew sense of the word, to ponder means to change the energy. We might receive, we might have all receive all this anxiety and this fear, and we change it. And through the pondering, it becomes peace. It becomes joy. So the Hebrew sense of the word is very much, very different. It, it's literally changing the energy. And we can see this, Mary ponders, uh, Father Roheiser was talking about this, when she's at the foot of the cross, much later in the story, and there's all that anger and resentment in the air. And she's not doing anything at the foot of the cross. She's pondering. She's changing that dynamic, uh, that, that, that anger, that hatred, that violence, and changing it in some small way where she's offering back peace and forgiveness and compassion. And she's pondering even there at the, at the foot of the cross. So to ponder means to try to think, think something through in all of its depth and all of its implications. And this passage ends very quickly, but Mary ponders, so she takes time to pause, to stop, to reflect or, or, or muse, and she goes deep within her soul. 
what does this message mean to me? What does it mean about the world that I live in? And if we move back in the story before the angel appears to her, and by the way, I wouldn't get too hung up on angels. Uh, you know, whenever you experience that presence of God, the divine, uh, it's not necessarily these beings with wings uh, might be for you, but it might be something very different. And this angel appears, angels appear quite often in the Christmas story. But earlier, the angel Gabriel, the very same angel, appears to Zechariah. And he's very uh, old in age. And the angel tells him that he and his wife, Elizabeth, will have a child from God. And he's perplexed, just like Mary says, how can this be? We're both very old. We're past the age where people have children. And what does the angel do when <laughs> Zachariah asks this question? How can this possibly be? The angel mutes him, keeps him from speaking for the next nine months. It's almost as if the angel says, you need to ponder, quit talking, and just think about this message. Where is God leading you in life? So the angel mutes Zechariah. But later, this very same age, angel appears to, to Mary and says she will have a son. And Mary voices nearly the same concerns that Mary voices nearly the same concerns that Zechariah has voiced. But she is not muted or silenced by the angel. And why not? Because she's upset. She has concerns and questions as well. And Father Rollheiser says the difference is she did not need to be silenced because she pondered the angel's greetings. She self-muted herself. She's being still. You could say she's meditating or praying and she's pondering what has been told to her. And the angel's presence and the words fill her with awe and wonder. And she's still. She's reflective. She turns inward to, to contemplate this experience that she's having. She's pon she ponders things, which is the exact opposite of what Zachariah does. He starts talking and discussing things. And so we need to ask ourselves, do we take time, especially when we find ourselves getting busy or uh, things get hectic, we get anxious, uh, we, we don't, we're not for sure what to do next in life or what direction to go. And the best thing we could do is very much like Mary, just stop and ponder and let things sit with us for a while. Invite the Holy Spirit into our lives. And this is what Mary does. She soaks everything in, the experience and the words, and looks at it and holds it. And so Mary, who becomes pregnant, lets the words and the experience gestate within her. She ponders. We're not sure how long she ponders. <clears throat> and then she says, yes. She knows what she is supposed to do. And that requires a great deal of faith and patience and courage on her part. And Rollheiser says, Christmas is not a given every year. 
He said, we cannot take it for granted because each of us today, we are asked to do some pondering. Whether we're male or female, God asks each of us to give birth to Christ's hope, to the peace, to the joy, and to the love of God in the world. We're called to give birth to those words, to make them a reality in our world. And we might ask, how can we do that? How is that even possible? And that's where we stop and we ponder. And we seek direction and guidance from that spirit. And the angels ask us to give birth and to radiate gentleness and understanding and forgiveness and light in the world. And we might ask ourselves, who, me? You're asking that of me? And very much like Mary, we need to slow down and just ponder. And Jesus asked us today as well to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with God. And we might not know how to do that or what that looks like. And it's simply a matter of stopping, praying, meditating, and we ponder. And we seek that guidance and direction. And so very much like Mary, do we say yes to Christmas this year? Do we say yes to these candles that we've been lighting in the words that they embody the hope, the peace, and the joy and love? Because we're called to be, be carriers of those words and to make them a reality in, in our lives, in our community, and in our world. Do we say yes to something new and something wonderful being born within us and in the world? And so my prayer for all of us today is that we may let these words and the experience of, of the Christmas story be born within us. That very much like Mary, we can carry God's hope, God's peace, and God's joy within us. And that hope moves outward and becomes a reality in the world. And very much like Mary, especially when we think about the joy that Mary's that Mary has, may we be able to say, our souls magnify the Lord. And what a great message that is, that we can just magnify all that hope and all that peace and make it a reality in our world. Amen. Stand in your presence to my knees. Will 